welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss' The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 991. Four pages remain. Chapter 152, Elderberry. It was a bad night to be caught in the open. The clouds had rolled in late, like a gray sheet pulled across the sky. The wind was chill and gusty, with fits and starts of rain that spattered down heavily before fading into drizzle. For all this, the two soldiers camped in a thicket near the road seemed to be enjoying themselves. They'd found a woodcutter's stash and built their fire so high and hot that the occasional gust of rain did little more than make it spit and hiss. The two men were talking loudly, laughing the wild braying laughter of men too drunk to care about the weather. Eventually, a third man emerged from the dark trees, stepping delicately over the trunk of a nearby fallen tree. He was wet, if not soaked, and his dark hair was plastered flat to his head. When the soldiers saw him, they lifted their bottles and called out an enthusiastic greeting. Didn't know if you'd make it, the blonde soldier said. It's a shit night, but it's only fair you get your third. You're wet through, said the bearded one, lifting up a narrow yellow bottle. Suck on this. It's some fruit thing, but it kicks like a pony. Yours is girly piss, the blonde soldier said, holding up his own. Here, now this here is a man's drink. The third man looked back and forth as if unable to decide. Finally, he lifted a finger, pointing at one bottle then the other as he began to chant. Maple, maple, catch and carry, ash and ember, elderberry. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. The The poem is what tells you that it's Bast, because you don't know it's Bast until you hear the poem, but then the poem tells you because earlier in the book he was doing this at the bar. Yes. Yeah, that's a good memory. That's a good memory you have. We don't learn that it's Bast until the very, well, no, until halfway through the, oh, actually get, okay, pretty soon on the next page. I guess you're supposed to know by now. Yes. I think you're also, I think you're supposed to know because like we just saw Bast leave in a previous scene where he was and go out into the night and then a guy with dark with a hair. bottle and a blanket yeah yeah so i think you're supposed to know but there are other know, clues but if you didn't know the rhyme is pretty much a giveaway i also want to just call out that he does this eeny meeny miny mo game three times in this chapter he makes three different decisions with it each one progressively more sinister oh boy wait what's the first is the first decision what to drink yes and then the second decision is what? Let's revisit since it is it is not our remit to look ahead. And far be it from us to violate our most sacred... Our sacred rule. Yeah, we're not, on this... we're not the cafe. We have no perfect knowledge of the future. Yeah. Who could, anything could happen on tomorrow's page. Only a few pages left, Jordana. We have to... It's sacrosanct. We've been so good so far. We haven't oh, looked sure. ahead once. Yeah, no. And to violate it never. now, Jordana? Yeah, you would, you would damn us all. <laughs> like Orpheus looking back at Eurydice when the very gates of Hades are but steps away. Okay, wait, are you telling me so this is the second time, not the third time? No, it's the first time. What? And as far as we know, it's the only time because we haven't read ahead yet. No, no, no. We know it's at least the second time because he did the maple, maple, whatever. That one doesn't count. It was in a previous scene. I'm talking about- Yeah, rule of three scene. on this. In this scene, the rule of three occurs because he does it three times and they're oh. progressively more sinister Okay, decisions. well, Jeremy got me confused this is Jeremy's fault. He's picking what to drink when he does it now. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right? They have two bottles, and he's trying to decide which of those bottles he's going to drink from. All right. Now that my confusion is over, let us continue with our, our uh, analysis. So obviously, these are the guys who beat up Quoth and robbed him, and they're expecting to see Bass. They're like not surprised to see him at all. 
and they're you know they're they're enjoying their loot they're drinking what they stole from him so this you know we've been we have known this scene was coming but i think as a reader you might be surprised to find that this that bast knows who these robbers are and that this was as we will learn a prearranged meeting but i also just want to point to the weather because like this is a very particular kind of uh kind of blustery like gross day it's not quite a rainstorm but it's it's leaning in that direction it's gross and miserable and may, and like it sets the stage well i think there's another kind of pathetic fallacy here for this kind of like grim gross weather it mirrors the psychology of bast i think oh is it is it pathetic fallacy no that's not that's thing. what i said that is that's okay that is okay wait i missed that somehow because you're not paying attention because no one ever pays attention i'm sorry it is pathetic fallacy. It is also like the the storm is brewing. It is about to break. It's not like a full torrent yet, but it's it's overcast. There's it's gusty. There's spurts of uh, of rain. So it is further pathetically fallacious because uh, the worst weather is coming. This is merely the harbinger. Yes. Yes. From your silence, I assume. They also like nothing but a scent. <laughs> what a bunch of jerks! They uh, they like stole some poor woodcutter's stash of wood and just set it all alight at once. Yeah. What a waste. But I mean, I guess what if he didn't want to leave? If he didn't want it burned, he shouldn't have left it out in the middle of nowhere. Wow, the middle when a man... of nowhere! <laughs> You're foraging. They're the king's soldiers. They they need to take what is you know the simply a, a tithe from the the grateful people what that they're protecting. What a world we live in, where a man's woodcutting stash is no longer sacrosanct. Is a man not entitled to the wood from his stash? This this is what you get in in Obama's America. Um, okay, I thought Nick was making a joke about nowhere, and when he said nowhere, like when you leave your wood in the middle of nowhere. Maybe I was, or maybe Rothfuss made that joke when he named it nowhere. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> maybe we'll leave our listeners in the middle of nowhere on tomorrow's page. Yep, just leaving them behind. Just moving on, leaving them behind, yeah. This is like the shortest episode ever. This could this could win for, for shortest episode. To be fair, there's not that much yeah, on this page. Yeah, the wind! No. The wind. Wind, bye! <laughs>